everyone. Welcome to the Who Actually Knows podcast. Happy Wednesday. This is episode 34. It was supposed to be episode 35, um, but I was dumb. And when I brought all my equipment to record some episodes back home with me to Chicago, I forgot one chord, one simple chord. And I would have been able to get two phenomenal podcast episodes out to you guys. But that's okay. You live and you learn. It was one of the episodes was going to be with my Gigi and we were going to talk about honestly a lot of where I'm from, which we're going to talk about again today. But we were going to do the cutest podcast episode where we sat down and we talked about a special project that her and I did over COVID and it dives into uh, the farm, how I grew up, the family and a bunch of stories around it and like her love story with my grandpa and like how much the farm means to her. So it was going to be super cute. But this is almost like a teaser, I guess, because that will come. It's just going to come um, a month then later, a month later than expected. So hang in. I know you guys are all excited, but it did give me some inspiration to talk to you guys about what I'm going to talk to you today. And that is being from a small town. And some of you guys may know that I grew up in rural Illinois. Um, some of you may not. I think I mentioned it once early on in the podcast, but I'm going to really break it down into where I grew up, how I grew up, the pros and cons of being from a small town. And I'm actually happy that I'm coming and doing this now because I think I have a different perspective. I for sure have a different perspective around it when I graduated high school. Um, But even like graduating college and then living in Chicago and now living in LA and then going back, this will be like my first holidays that I have to like fly back and like see the small town. Um, And I think I just have a lot to talk on it good and bad. I'm honestly, I don't want to talk too negatively about it. So mostly good. So yeah, this is the confessions of a small town girl and I hope you guys enjoy. But before we get into it and I talk about myself too much, um, I want to give a little Thanksgiving week recap. So I went home for a whole week for Thanksgiving, Saturday to Saturday. I flew in on Saturday Um, before Thanksgiving and I flew right to Chicago and I stayed the whole weekend with my girlfriends. So I think I've said this, we have four apartments that are all like the longest walking distances, maybe like 20 minutes, maybe if you're a slow walker. Um, So I flew in Saturday night and went over to one of my friend's apartments. You've heard me say her name on here before, Ellen. And she made me a homemade pizza, Caesar salad. We had a glass of wine and we sat on her floor for three hours watching reality TV and doing a puzzle. And it was so nice. Like my love language is quality time. I've said it once and I'll say it a thousand times again. And that was exactly like what I needed. And then Sunday I caught up with a friend and we did a Friendsgiving all, I want to say 11 of us. And we did candle making as well. So people brought like, there was charcuterie, people did drinks, people did olipops if they didn't want to drink. They had apps. We had our friend Cammie's, her favorite corn dip, which we all love. We did fondue and then we made candles and we hung out for the entire afternoon. And I slept at like a different apartment every single night. I slept at a different friend's apartment. Um, or I guess that's not true. I slept at one of my friend's apartments two nights in a row. Uh, but different beds in the same apartment. I was like kind of cuddling with all the roommates. Um, and it was just, it felt so nice to just sit there and be back in Lincoln Park where I lived after graduating college. And it felt like I never left, which is like really telling that you have, you know, good people in your corner and a really good 
uh, like friendship and foundation of friendships, which was awesome. And during, so that was Sunday. And then Monday, Tuesday, honestly, was a lot of just catching up with people. I did a workout classes with my friends. I got a late lunch. I did more puzzles and decorated another one of my friends, like apartments for Christmas. Um, and it was really nice just walking around Lincoln Park and it got me in the holiday spirit. I feel like LA is hard to get into the holiday spirit because we don't have like the change of seasons really. Like now it's 73 is like high, but even like today I went out in like a sweatshirt and sweatpants and I was like still hot. So it was almost nice to like freeze my ass off a little bit and like see all the Christmas decorations and really be like, oh, okay, yeah, it is the holiday season. Um, and then after, you know, I was done, you know, kissing the babies and seeing every single Christmas decoration that I could in Lincoln Park, uh, my brother came back and took me back to the farm. And the farm is like two and a half hours if there's no traffic, just straight west of Chicago. And it was actually really nice going home because my dad is from New York, like near Syracuse. And so his parents and one of his siblings and all my cousins uh, flew out. And so we all got to ride back together with my brother to the farm. And when I got to the farm on Tuesday, it is like a Hallmark movie threw up all over the property and it is absolutely the most perfect thing I have ever seen. We have wreaths in every window. We have lights. We had all of the Christmas decorations and I am not a person who thinks putting up your Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving is wrong. I think it's absolutely right. You should get more than a month with those decorations because they're beautiful and takes a lot of time and effort to put them up. So I was so happy when they were all up and in the house we just the entire time I was home Tuesday to Saturday there was a puzzle going. It's the, it's the era of the puzzles. So if you're not doing a puzzle, get with it. And then we always had a fire and there was food and just like people all around. Like I just love feeling like you walk into a room and just like something else is going on. And also it's it's nice around the holiday season. And I, I'm very blessed and like very fortunate to come from um, a family that is so close and like being able to talk about this. I do see that that is like such a privilege and I want to acknowledge that. Um, but it, it does. It makes me really happy to see and be able to experience that. And the rest of the time was so nice. On Wednesday, my family is a huge Christmas card person. Um, Christmas card person. Christmas card family, actually. Excuse me. And so my mom will pick out an outfit. And she slays it every single year. And that is the color scheme that we go by. As she should. And so we all have to match around her. So this year it was like greens, browns, blues, beiges, and we wanted to do it something uh, in our field. So we have like this old farm equipment set up. Um, honestly, we didn't even use it. I think we literally just used the sunset in this field, and it was absolutely freezing. I had a fur coat on. I had a blanket wrapped around me, and then I had to take it off, and all I had was like this thin layer of like a long sleeve maxi dress on, and I'm just going to be shivering in all of these Christmas photos, and I know that mom's going to put one of them with my teach clenched so hard right on the front of the Christmas card. Um, but so it goes. That's how it goes. But the Christmas card is always, that's a yearly thing that we do. And it's it's so fun when we can get even extended family in them. And then they can get also some photos from them. My mom has to update all the photos of us in the house each year. So that was all done, which is great. And then Wednesday night is our Blackout Wednesday. And I'm Honestly, if you guys have been listening to the last like month of this podcast, I've probably talked about how I'm like, oh, I like don't really feel like going out. I don't really want to do this. I'm still kind of like that. Okay, whatever. But 
I was so excited for this Blackout Wednesday. Um, I will say also, it, I was actually the chill person on Blackout Wednesday because each year, like, one of our siblings has to be. And this year it was me, which is totally fine because I think I talked to every single person that I needed to in that bar and I can remember every conversation. And also, the updates that you get from a small town, I look forward to them every single year. I look forward to hearing if they're about to get engaged. I look forward to hearing a bunch of people were like studying for their CPAs. I look forward to hearing about the small town football. Apparently our football team went to state. They lost, but they went to state. Honestly, like there's so much information. It's like Facebook of a small town, but in real life. And there's no scrolling. It's literally just like taking it all in. I will say sometimes I walk into the bar and I'm like, so do I say hi? Should I say hi? And then I'm like, you know what? I have to say hi to every single person in this bar for me to go home and at brunch the next morning. This is what we do on Thursday mornings is we have brunch and we all talk about the updates and like the fun, like funny things that happen because there's always so many funny things. Um, and so that was my Blackout Wednesday. Oh, with a side of a photo shoot. Um, Lauren McKee, if you are listening, thank you so much. Within the first 10 minutes that we were there, she comes up to me and she was like, I know you're the right person to ask this. Can you please do a photo shoot? I have this vision of me in the middle of the street with the Warren like water tower in the back standing by like our small town bar. And you guys, this bar has like PBR hanging from like an ornament that looks like a chandelier in it. It's literally probably as wide as maybe two school buses, one bar, one bartender cash only like it's it's absolutely beautiful you can get two dollar mugs they chill the mugs it's just such it's such a scene from a movie but it's so much fun and such an experience and I love it and so when we did the photo shoot obviously every single person standing there knew that we were doing the photo shoot because it was quite obvious we were out there 50 photos each of us maybe even more of us just posing in front of the water tower hit hit the Instagram hit Lauren's Instagram and I absolutely loved her performance and her execution on that and that was absolutely hilarious so that was my blackout Wednesday and then Thursday we'll wake up and we talk about the night we have brunch we have mimosas I am the family member that likes to stir the pot right away in the morning so I sit down and I I'm like, okay, everyone, let's tell each other what we have to work on for the year and like get better on. And then we honestly, we have no fights the first year. We did have some fights, but this year everyone knows it's just like a joke. So it's honestly more sarcasm. And if you can't take the sarcasm, you just got to leave the kitchen for probably about like 10 minutes or so. And then you can come back in and we'll be nice, hopefully. But we do that. And then, like I said, I grew up on a farm, small town. We cut wood and and my father is, he loves us to stack the wood. We have wedding, we have live on a wedding venue. So we have about 90 weddings each season and we have bonfires for each of them. So we need a bunch of wood to last throughout the summer. So my dad wanted us to do two hours of, they had like a wood splitter. There was a dead tree. We have to literally pick up the wood, put it in the truck and put it in the back of the barn. So it dries all year. If that is not small town, wood splitter, truck, barn, all set it in the same Act, afternoon activity I don't know what is but we did it for actually I'm gonna be honest I will out myself everyone else did it for three to three and a half hours I did it for two because I was so tired and so sore that I actually went to my Gigi's and hid out while she was making the stuffing 
and I read my book and I ate my lunch with her and it was phenomenal. So I'm so sorry to my family that I could not do the full time, but I did like the most important work and everyone would agree, which is standing up and handing the logs down to be stacked because you have to bend over and get up a thousand times. And then after we do that on Thanksgiving, we have like cooking session, a happy hour. We do Tom and Jerry's in a little summer kitchen, which is what we will talk about, what you guys would hear more about if I remembered this chord and Gigi could explain it. But um, it is this like house that's next to our house. And in the olden days, that is where they did all like the laundry um, and some cooking to like not make um, the house like too hot in the summer. And so we heat up an old stove. We put Tom and Jerry, which is just whiskey in this batter. And it tastes like a dessert in a cup. And then we eat dinner really late, which I know is rare. We ate dinner at 730, 745 this year. And honestly, there have been some years where it's closer to nine and yes, we do it every year, but the day is just so packed and I love it because we actually do make the most of it. And then you're stuffed going to bed and you, no one sleeps well because you're absolutely so stuffed, but you know what? You got to suck it up. It's family time. And then, so Friday I made plans with my friend and her mom and just some family friends to just go out and bop around some wineries and some breweries. And I thought it was going to be so nice and so wholesome. I haven't seen a lot of these small towns that we were going to, and there were some new bars and things that we were going to try. And like I said, you guys, I'm still trying to figure out my relationship with alcohol. So I was going to be chill. I ended up at the local dive bar that I was at at Blackout Wednesday, one of six bodies in there for maybe an an extra four hours and then I had to have my brother come pick me up and it the rest of the night was blurry I'm not gonna lie I came home from the bar with my sister and immediately went up to my sister's room where her and her friends were having a wine night and decided to have a drunk TED talk and what was the TED talk about it was just about the phases of life and how I feel like I've gone through different phases in college um if I was focused on my friends, on school, um, boyfriend, and then moving and like post-grad, there's so many different phases and how I, looking back, have loved all of them. And I don't know how long I spoke to these girls about that, but all I know is in the morning, Claire had to remind me that it was a good conversation and I didn't embarrass myself except for once when um, I was told that someone made me a plate of food and I got up to go eat my, my late night food and fell backwards. But it's fine because everyone was laughing about it. And I was not laughing Saturday morning when I had to put a bag of Brussels sprouts on my head to help my headache. So Emma was in a grandma stage. She was doing like not loving alcohol, doing a cleanse. But you know what? I'm giving myself grace for a too drunken night out at home because I honestly remember laughing so hard on Friday night and just having like the time of my life. And so even though I had a 12 hour hungover travel day from hell back to LA, I think every second of it was worth it. And for that, I'm very thankful. Okay. Now that I just told you every single second of my Thanksgiving week, I think we can go into the actual episode. So I keep saying it. I think the word that's going to be said the most on this podcast is small town. And it is absolutely true. But that is where I am from. And you can take the girl out of the small town, but you can't take the small town out of the girl all the time. Um, So I mentioned it earlier. I grew up in rural Illinois. Uh, The actual town, like the address 
of my home is in Apple River, Illinois. That is 30 minutes outside of Galena, Illinois, which is like a really cute touristy town and most people will know. It's two and a half hours, sometimes closer to three hours, straight west of Chicago. Um, and the population of Apple River is 425 people. And my high school, and yes, it is still open, even though that surprises me so much. Um, but I heard that, that the graduation classes are actually getting bigger, which is awesome for the small town. Um, but my graduating class was 29 people, and that was a completely public high school, um, so not private. And I will say that the people that I went to preschool with, because like it's pre-K through 12th grade, all in one building. And well, I actually went to a preschool across the street, but the same people that I went to preschool with, I graduated with. And so I knew them and I knew their family. And there is a sense of community that I think is so great about growing up um, in a small town. And I don't want to, you know, talk down on that at all. And sometimes I think when I would go back from college, I would like some people would make comments of like, oh, you know, the girl that left us is coming back or, oh, the city girl's coming back. And I always just like laughed it off because like they are right. Like I, you know, decided to leave as many people do. They decide to leave a small town and like pursue their own life. But um, in the same way, small towns thrive because people do stay there and they go to high school there and they're giving back to the community and I hope that they, you know, have kids and their kids are able to go and grow up in a sense of community where you know everyone and everyone honestly, genuinely in their heart is very kind. Um, And so I think it is absolutely a great way to grow up. I think it is also an interesting way to grow up. I, I grew up outside of, so my high school is Warren, Illinois. I grew up like 12 minute drive from my high school there were three towns that went to that high school. Um, so, and we still could only get a graduating class of 29. This meant that if you wanted to play sports, you were going to be able to play sports. If you wanted to play band, you were going to be able to play band. If you wanted to do speech, if you wanted to do this, if you wanted to do any extracurricular, honestly, you could do it because we needed the bodies. But that's how you got to know a lot of people so well because I was a, I played three sports. I also have never said this on the podcast. I am a band nerd and I played the flute and I've played it since fourth grade and I actually can still play it. And when I go home for Christmas, I normally will play like Silent Night or something. Um, And it's actually, I can like read music, which I think is a great skill to have. Um, And if you want to do like speech or like Scholastic Bowl um, or like, I think there were like 4-H clubs and different things like that, you absolutely could. So like no one was ever going to get turned down which is awesome. So that's like a great thing about the small town in high school. Um, I will say that the education in my high school was not that good, which honestly though pushed me to want to go to a big 10 school and like really challenge myself, which is why I went to U of I also just like in state, like really helped. But a lot of people will go to community colleges, um, get their associates and be a nurse or work at a bank and all again giving back to the community which I just like don't want to talk down on because I think it is like so great it just it wasn't for me and I just as much as I honestly loved my graduating class and my family I always knew that there was like more out there and I didn't know what it was and honestly you know what I still don't know what it is 
I just think because I came from such a small town and I'm very fortunate that I traveled a lot when I was younger with my family, they opened up my eyes to other things that were out there. So when we were traveling to see my dad or traveling to different cities, I like remember just being like, oh, I wonder like what their high school experiences is. And I just always compared it back to our small town and it just like opened my eyes, like the fact that things are out there. And I know like when I talk with a lot of people and some of my close friends that are still at home, a lot of them will be like, oh, I'm just not brave enough or I don't know how to do that. And I think I'm just someone who always just told myself like, you know, it's not a question of how do I do that? It's like when, like I know it's possible and like it's going to be hard and I'm going to be put in so many uncomfortable situations and I'm going to have to figure it out financially and like all this stuff and really push myself. But like growth is not made in the comfort zone and I just needed that change and I did it. And it's it, honestly, I feel very proud of how I grew up and the area that I grew up because it is not like the nicest area and it's very low on the like socioeconomic totem pole. But I'm like living a life and I was able to move and I know so many people who have done that and it, it just it makes me feel so proud that I am where I am today but also can go back to those small towns and catch up, up with everyone and see also how happy they are with their with their own life um, and we just had a five-year class reunion so I also not only get to get caught get caught up with people at Blackout Wednesday but did it at the five-year reunion as well. Um, I also kind of wanted to talk about like my childhood and I keep referencing the farm and so the farm is where I grew up from birth basically I was born in downtown Chicago and my parents decided to move they had a house um in displays and they sold it and decided to move to the farm full-time because they wanted to raise their kids not in a suburb and not near the city and I'm so honestly thankful that they did that I don't think suburbia honestly is for me specifically um, so the four of us were raised on the family farm and this was purchased a while back by my grandma and my grandpa as a weekend farm so that they could escape the city. They're originally from Park Ridge, which was where my mom went to high school and have this weekend farm for things to do. And they built it literally from the ground up. Like I will look at photos and it is just torn down barns, a bunch of concrete everywhere. And there's always stories and antiques that was something that my grandma and my grandpa really loved to do um it was their hobby and it was honestly part of their really big part of their love story was collecting antiques at auctions around the area and then they wanted to preserve the life and the stories of them so they started um setting them up on the farm and so one of the old barns is now a country store and we have a schoolhouse and we have a church and my grandma's house is actually a barn house that they refurnished and I can't remember the year um and that's where I grew up having sleepovers was in my grandma's barn house and everything in there is preserved so like we have the original pitchfork and we have a lot of um original pieces and beams in there because that was my grandma's big passion is to preserve the history and stories of everything so I grew up on a farm that is also a wedding venue and it's full of antiques and it is absolutely beautiful but when you grow up on a farm, and my family definitely believes in this, um, and I think it was instilled by my like grandfather because they always reference him saying this, is if you come to the farm, you work hard, you get to play hard. 
And that was exactly what a family farm and a family business means. I remember waking up and always having chores. And in the summer when we didn't have school, we'd love to go to the pool, but you couldn't do it until, you know, you did the laundry or the dishes or you were mowing the lawn or you helped Gigi with the garden. Or maybe it was your turn to clean the horse barn, which was the worst chore ever, ever. But someone had to do it and we all um, took turns doing it. And that was, if we got our chores and we were able to like hang out and see our friends, which made us just honestly work harder. And so... I grew up with chores and I love the fact that I grew up with chores and it also was super fun growing up where we grew up because I don't remember really growing up and like watching cartoons or TV because there was so much to do outside. So like I said, we had a church, a schoolhouse, a barn house. We were obsessed with playing with our dolls or playing house and then like sending our kids off to school and like my sister would always be the teacher Um, or we had horses too. Growing up, we had 13 horses and I there's a horse girl in every friend group and I am that horse girl proudly I had a beautiful Palomino named Satin and I would love to take her on trail rides and so we would be able to go on trail rides like if we got all of our chores done and it was just always being outside we had a little river that went through the bottom of our property and we actually were just talking about this at Thanksgiving how growing up with a fishnet and you're going to try and catch like the little tadpoles or like the crawfish in there um was like such a big part of our childhood and like you'd carry them around in a bucket and you'd be like oh this is my pet and then like we had to let them go or sadly they would die and we had a lot of casualty tadpoles and crawfish but it was always just so fun and I just always remember doing stuff either with we had a really I had these really two close girlfriends who were either always over or being with my siblings. And it was nice that I look back at my childhood and I don't remember it always like being in front of a screen and having so much like variety of things to do. I think it definitely like shaped who I was when I grew up so young and also having a family business and it's a, a wedding business. So my mom owns this wedding business that is called Oak Hill Farm. Um, you can look it up. It's absolutely stunning. And, but she has made, she is a girl boss. She is like an amazing mother and she has made that business grow and flourish in a way that I would not have even thought because now we have like permanent structures for receptions. And what we used to have is a company that would come up and put like a white tent up and then we would have to move a bunch of chairs and tables in there all on grass. It would get really muddy. Um, and then we would have like a set, which we still have an amazing set of employees, but like a smaller set of employees that would come clean up, set up, set up the bar. There were days where I was like clearing and setting up the bar or like serving food. And I loved serving food at weddings because you would go and you'd like get a tip and the like an old guy would be like, don't tell your mom that I gave you this tip. And it was just like, that's where I learned to, you know, I loved working for tips. And it was also like a ho- um, like a hospitality job as well, which really shaped me into like who I am and manners. And I think it is says something about someone, how they interact with others when they're out in public or at a restaurant. So that definitely helps like fill me that way. And then in high school, you did have to get way more creative with what you were doing. So my small town is 45 minutes from the nearest Target, Chipotle, 
Cold Stone Mall movie theater. Anything that you really like want to go out and do, it's 45 minutes away. And the nearest McDonald's is like 20 minutes away. So there was a lot of basement hangs, barn hangs, cornfield hangs. Um, You're running from cops and cornfield hangs. I don't even know if you want to call that a hang because really all you're doing is running and your heart's beating out of your chest. But that's what happens. And you really did have to get creative. So a lot of things was like, oh, do you want to go in, like get food? That was a text that always came up on your phone is like a hangout, which is so funny, like anything to just kind of like have something to do. And then you would like drive to that town. Um, You would see your friends in that town if you had them. I had really close girlfriends from the town next to mine. That was like 20 minutes away. And we also like played sports with them and against them. That's another thing in small towns. It's like the sports rivalry is it's so big. Like we it was Lena and Stockton and Warren. And even though Stockton and Lena were always better at sports, no matter what, just because we like I think it was just like the vicinity and like how close you were. There were always such big games. Um, So, you know, you dated people from other schools. You were friends with people from other schools. You hung out with people from other schools. You basically knew everything about everyone. Um, And like, you know, there's like the small town, like big shot. It's like, oh, everyone knows about this person, which is just funny thinking back, back on it. Because I don't think any of that, honestly, really matters in the grand scheme of things, um, whether people disagree or, or agree with me. Um, and I also wanted to touch on like the, some, I guess, pros and cons of, you know, growing up in a small town personally for me and things that I did take away from it. Um, like, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I I don't think I will ever go back and live in my small town. I actually know that I probably won't, but I, that does not mean that I am not grateful for everything that it gave me because, it's a small town shows you a sense of community and it shows you people with the biggest hearts, honestly. Um, and that was also the place that showed me that there is more in the world and that it is attainable and to keep striving and to keep pushing yourself or you're going to be stuck in a mindset that is a little bit smaller than what I would like personally. And that is when I knew that I had to leave or I just wouldn't be pushing myself to my full potential. And I still don't even know what that is. I just know I can't point my finger or put it on anything. I just know that there's so much out there for me and there still is so much out there for me. And I'm a huge Anthony uh, Bourdain fan, honestly. And I was just reading his quote yesterday. I was in a bookstore and I picked up one of his books and it's the quote that goes, do as much as you can go as far as you can and there's more to it but that is just something that sticks in my head and especially go as far as you can and with that you know knowing a sense of community and how to have the foundation of being a good human and kind-hearted and having good friends I think that allows you to go out and experience more in the world of course it's going to be scary and nerve-wracking and even like sometimes lonely to this day I still feel like I feel like loneliness and I have so many friends in LA and Chicago but then I'm just like yeah but there's still gonna be more you know like something else will fill that loneliness I just haven't found it yet um and the thing that keeps pushing me is knowing that I've done it once I've left the small town once and I've left a home once and I can experience life for what 
it fully is and embrace it. And I wouldn't know any of this if it didn't come from growing up in such a small area of the world. And I'm very grateful for my roots. And yeah, I hope that gives you guys like a little bit more of an insight into like how I grew up and where I grew up. I feel like if you guys have any more direct questions, because I kind of just gave you a summary and didn't really answer any questions, DM me on Instagram, reply to this podcast episode. There will be another episode about the farm with Gigi and we talked about our special project. So stay tuned for that. But thank you for listening and I hope you all have a fabulous month of December and we will talk next week. Bye guys.